0: Good morning. It's May 4th, another intermittently rainy morning in New York City. This is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. In a written statement, the Office of Texas Real Estate Billionaire Harlan Crow told ProPublica, Harlan Crow has long been passionate about the importance of quality education and giving back to those less fortunate, especially at-risk youth. That statement came in response to ProPublica's questions about its reporting that Harlan Crow had spent six figures worth of money to pay the private school tuition of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas's grandnephew, of whom Clarence Thomas was the legal guardian. This is on top of the previously reported six figures worth of luxury vacation travel that Clarence Thomas collected from Harlan Crow over the years and the six figures' worth of salary that Virginia Thomas, Clarence Thomas's wife, collected for her work as a right-wing activist at an organization funded by Harlan Crow. By this point, these six-figure benefits are closing in on the seven-figure mark, as there seems to be no real limit to how much money Harlan Crow would give Clarence Thomas, nor how much money Clarence Thomas would take from Harlan Crowe. In an interview with ProPublica, Thomas's grandnephew tacked on a couple more luxury trips to the record, saying the Thomas family had also gone with Crowe on a yacht cruise to Russia and the Baltics, including a helicopter tour of St. Petersburg. On this trip, ProPublica reports they were joined by Chris DeMuth, then the president of the conservative think tank, the American Enterprise Institute. The people who've taken on the substantial challenge of defending Clarence Thomas's decision to feed at Harlan Crowe's trough for decades are trying to argue that there's nothing untoward about collecting huge amounts of private school tuition for one's grandnephew, a claim undermined by the fact that Clarence Thomas did report one $5,000 payment made by someone else for the sake of his grandnephew's tuition, while systematically failing to report any of the Crow money. The New York City medical examiner concluded that the death of Jordan Neely on the New York subway on Monday was, as it appeared to be a homicide, caused by another passenger putting him into a chokehold and holding him until he stopped moving. Neely's history as a Michael Jackson impersonator and then as a person caught up in homelessness, distress, and low-level crime has been widely covered as both the mayor and the governor blame the incident on mental health, meaning Neely's mental health, not the mental health of the still-unnamed 24-year-old Marine who decided to respond to a stranger being loud and disruptive on a subway car with lethal force. Brazilian police carried out a series of raids, including one on the home of former President Jair Bolsonaro, investigating whether Bolsonaro forged COVID vaccination documents for himself, his daughter, and his associates, so that they could travel to the United States without having actually been vaccinated. Meanwhile, next week, the Biden administration will drop the requirement that foreign travelers be vaccinated, along with all other federal vaccine requirements, as the administration declares the end of the COVID national public health emergency. And in a completely unrelated development, at least 35 people who attended the Centers for Disease Control's Conference of Epidemic Intelligence Service Officers have tested positive for COVID. The outbreak apparently occurred as the pandemic investigators gathered without masking or distancing. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going, and we will talk again tomorrow.